I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, Geeky Deeds? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 81. Yep, we're into the 80s. Into the 80s. We love Murder, She Wrote and Tea and have like seven cats. Done, done been there long before, long before <laughs> episode 81. If you would like to chart our progression towards senility and irrelevance, there are a couple ways you can do that. SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod is where the show lives. You can find all our episodes there. You can comment on them. You can follow us on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. But if you're like, God, this is so much work. It is so much work. I don't want to do that. No. While you're there, you will see something that looks familiar. It's been embedded into your brain by this point. It's a little, looks like a little piece of produce with a bite taken out of it. It's going to say subscribe. And when you click that, it's going to take you to Apple Podcasts. Yeah, not iTunes. Not iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Do not get confused. The no. link will say iTunes. Just um, they'll get around to it, I'm sure. But yeah. it's Apple Podcasts. If you click subscribe at Apple Podcasts, that is all you have to do. Through yeah. a series of pneumatic tubes, a scroll is delivered to a magical internet elf named Sir Chauncey Frostelicus, the, the third, third MD. MD. You're not going to lay any of his other titles on there? You got yeah. so many titles for him. People's Night, Freer of the Fair Folk, Magical Geek Down Internet Elf. All those things. And there's nothing he wants to do more. He's led a very exciting life. More exciting than maybe he would have liked. And all he wants to do as he enters retirement age is deliver piping hot episodes of The Geek Down directly into your ear hole. Nothing makes him happier. And for being a little over the hill, he is fast. Fast. Listen, elves don't age like we do. No. So, like, he's fine. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about Chauncey. No. Listen to all the geek down you want. He'll be like, what? You want more? You want more? Boom. Out. Delivers it. Smashes it into your phone. But nicely. Nicely. If you have questions for Chauncey, he will not answer them unless they go through Caitlin, but you can feel free to deliver them via our social medias. Um, the first one being uh, at the Twitter tweeting bird thing, which is at GeekdownPod. <laughs> I knew I knew where I was going. <laughs> there were some mountains to climb. There were some valleys to go through, but I knew where I was going. She takes a long way around, but she gets there eventually. Yep. On Twitter, at GeekdownPod, you can, you can email us if you're still into that. Yes, which... I am, so I don't know why you wouldn't be. Why wouldn't you be? Listen, for all the enjoyment we've given you over 81 episodes, you should need far more than 140 characters to tell us how much you love us. Yes. So you can do that um, at our email address, which is uh, geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yep. And then finally, yeah, probably the best way to get a hold of us, mm -hmm. to send out the, the geek down signal, as it were, or mm -hmm. the Chauncey signal, uh, would be our Facebook page, Yep, which is... Um, at www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. In retrospect, that whole delivery is a very like old school hip hop type of thing that we do. Is it? With oh the, yeah. With the passing, like <laughs> passing it back and forth. We may as well be and doing it. And we will never stop doing it. And we never will. People will be like, I wonder if they'll ever stop. We won't. No, we won't. No, we like it. You know why? Why? Because we can't stop. Because we don't stop. Because we won't stop. Oh, because we won't stop. <laughs> and we don't stop. <laughs> Just no stopping at all. No. No parking on the dance floor. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's back. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Listen, oh, it's, there's an ice cream truck and a siren. 
Well, listen, normally I would edit this out, friends, but you just got to get the full Parkdale experience. Yeah. Now, that's Parkdale in a nutshell. Ice cream trucks (laughs) and sirens. Maybe the ice cream truck is working with the police. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the ice cream truck is just following the fire trucks. Oh, yeah. Because if (laughs) if there's a fire, you've had to leave your house. You're probably warm. You probably want some frosted dairy (laughs) refreshment as your life's belongings melt into a pile of goo. Wow, it went dark. Real dark. It's Parkdale. I wanted to talk about ice cream. You <laughs> just went full dark on me. Caitlin, that's on all our socials. No. it's You're right. It's not. We do have one more. Someone demanded that we get another one. Yeah. Her name's Caitlin. It's 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 Instagram. We, we have an Instagram now. It's the photo Facebook for, for kids. <laughs> we for, for the kids. Yeah. You know, we really want to get with the kids. Yeah. The kids are really our primary demographic here. We're really... <laughs> Really going for the millennials. Uh, well, I'm I'm but, technically a millennial. Are you? Yeah. You're on the outer edge, though. Yeah, but everyone says, what is it, 1980 mm. to, I don't know, I don't know, kids just born now. I don't know when they've decided that we're millennials. My generation well. was sexy for about two weeks when they like realized they should probably like reclassify it, because I'm like too young for Gen X. Yes. And I'm too old for millennials. Yeah. But there's that like narrow generation where like... You remember both what life was like without and with the internet, yes. like during your formative years. Like yeah. I was two, no, God, no, nineteen when I got online. Maybe I was eleven or twelve, and I had like personal computers and coding and programming, like in the home. Like yeah. that was a thing that I did. Now y'all grow up with that, but yes, yeah, I don't know what the hell they were calling it. But I, I, Generation I Z, I don't remember. But, yeah, um, that lasted for about two weeks, and then people realized we weren't sexy and abandoned us oh i'm sorry it's just just my life in general um but yes we have instagram we do because the kids love it and because someone really enjoyed uh when for no reason we did an instagram live video of us setting up um which is primarily what we will use it for uh there's nothing on it yet but if you want to give us a follow it's at geek down pod surprise um it's all at geek down pod or i'll get some i'll get some memes up there this week hopefully um shouts to travis first follower travis always out the gate yeah out the gate hot thank you uh, travis. we love you travis she says you'll get your poster soon oh i um, need his address oh that's right he gave it to me but i didn't give it to you oh okay, okay. So we're, we're on it we're on it. yeah um, <laughs> well slowly but we're on it we're we not did- as fast as chauncey <laughs> no god he, he just looks down his elven nose at us elven elfish elven 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 nose yeah but we will get it to you so yes uh we did not do a you know, behind BTS video today. No. Because uh, someone just wanted to get down to work immediately. Listen, she's moving. She's got a lot going I'm, on. I'm moving is the busiest time at work. The fact that, right, it says she works in education. I Back am, to school is coming. I am someone's uh, uh, bridesmaid in a wedding. Which... Oh, God, your life is a nightmare. No, I, see, I'm i really excited. Sorry, Jacqueline. I know it's you. I'm sure oh. it's not really nightmarish. Hi, but... Jacqueline. <laughs> I was trying not to mention your name, but Jacqueline's getting married. You, you said last week. Did I? Yes. Oh, well, woo. I'm really excited for it. But, you know, there is like timing and, you know, trying to make sure everyone's things work together yes. and, you know, all of that jazz. So I stood in, I've stood in two weddings in my life, I think. This is, will be my second. I'm very, very excited and honored that she asked me. Always tell all my friends as they enter into their middle age, y'all, y'all get me for one. <laughs> y'all start moving into second marriages. Nope. 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 I'll show up. I'll show up at your party. <laughs> but don't think you having some destination wedding out in the middle of wherever and I'm a go. I can see that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm good. McKinnon? I'm I'm busy, mm-hmm. but good. Busy, but good. Busy, but good. No, no fun, no fun outings. 
Yeah, I went to a game cafe in Hamilton. Ooh, Hamilton has a game cafe now. Yeah, and we're making plans next week. Um, this is some friends and myself to go to an escape the room. Oh, okay. I love them. And there's one I want to do, but you have to have at least like six people or four people or something. Um, so we need more numbers. Never done one. They are so much fun. Um, I went to D&D last night uh, and I got to solve a riddle. So uh, my life is just the happiest for the, like getting to hold a baby and solving a riddle is like makes my week the best week. What if, what if when you solve the riddle, somebody brings you a baby? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would just, I would just spend all my time solving riddles. I so. It's like, if you solve this riddle, I'm going to put a baby in your arms. I could do anything at that her, point. Look at her face, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, sorry. And for pe- for people who don't have these things, well, I think they're pretty widespread at this point. Not the escape rooms. Everybody knows what an escape room is at this point but game cafe is one of those things where like you know you pay five bucks to get in yeah and then they like and they, they still charge you by the hour is no, that how it works? no no just fly cover? Five, five bucks and you can stay there as long as you want um but they have some really amazing things because it's a cafe so of course you're gonna get like drinks and they have yeah. really amazing desserts and they had a whole bunch of vegan stuff oh yeah and the hook is they have a library of board games and you bring some people and you go and you play board games for as long as you want um, yeah you First one I ever knew of was Toronto's Snakes and Lattes, yep. which is now the fucking dynasty in this city and has <laughs> spun off a bunch of other ones and apparently has now extended to Hamilton. Did I see on Facebook you're making plans to play Dream Phone next time? Yes. Dream Phone is the bomb. Okay, so... I played Dream Phone like, within the last decade. Like, like I've never somebody played... had Somebody still had their Dream Phone and we demanded. They like, I think I was working at the paper back then and we like demanded that they play? this friend of ours bring it to the office so we could play dream phone one afternoon i've never played before and the person i told this to like she loved dream phone and was like oh my god we'll have to play um so yeah making plans to play dream phone dream phone was the game where you would uh call boys yes and find out which one had a crush on you or which one wanted to be your boyfriend or and yeah and like or was your secret admirer or some shit like yeah that? yeah I don't know how it works but it sounds amazing no, notably spoofed on uh on the simpsons yes where I can't remember what it was called, but it's amazing. The, the dud looked like Bart got the dud, <laughs> and the dud looked like Millhouse. <laughs> he looks like you, Poindexter. Um, I speaking of Simpsons, I recently stumbled into like a couple of clips, mm-hmm. and they were actually really funny because I know for a while there's Simpsons kind of like there was the end of an era, and after that it got kind of weird. And not- I'll maintain that I feel like I was working my way through later seasons, and I feel like the Simpsons are pizza at this point. Like you know, you'll you watch an episode a newer episode like for yeah. the last five years it's still gonna be good yeah it's just not gonna be you know the best pizza you ever had in your life yeah which is like the whatever they say seasons three suit three through nine or whatever yeah um but the newer ones are fine they still get laughs out of me like homer simpson's the greatest character I ever created like he's going to make you laugh at some point well there was this um it was something about like bart and bullies and whatnot and Marge is like, keeps on suggesting it might be Millhouse because he's had a growth spurt. And Marge is like, it's not Millhouse. <laughs> that's <his> bullying him. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not Millhouse. And she keeps on suggesting, I don't know. He's looking a little larger these days. It's not Millhouse, mom. Uh, yeah, good times. Um, before we continue talking about our lives, I do want to give a, a shout out and and love and positive energy to. Uh, to our friend, the beloved Amelia Cook of Anime Feminist, who is yes. gallivanting across America right now. She's hitting like three three anime conventions. I think she did 
Otakon, right? Which is in or Otakon, which is in Atlanta, I think. Mm. New Orleans. That's in that's in New Orleans. And then she now she's in Dallas for cool. another one, and then I think she's moving to Calif- she'll be moving to California for the Crunchyroll Expo. And uh, it's, it's had a lot of ups and downs. I'm I'm sure for for, for our our girl Amelia. Um, the cons themselves and the people she's been meeting apparently seem to be going well. Um, I discretion, the better form of valor. I chose not to try to like make a joke when she was posting photos of like the 15 minutes of sun she got that left her with actual different escalating pantones of burn right. <laughs> on her. when She actually has stripes. Um, and also like running out of clothes and having to do laundry and the hotel tells her to go to Seven Eleven. Like she's been tweeting all this stuff. So I mean, yeah. it's not like it's, uh, hidden but it's just been it's been been quite an adventure to read along and follow her on her social media when you said gallivanting i like pictured her with like a stagecoach or like a horse on horseback or something but no it's probably by bus uh or train or or plane or automobile as it is but keep your head up amelia i see you you had a party last night according to twitter looked like y'all were having a good time so i'm sure there's gonna be lots of great memories lots of great memories and we are not forgetting that you're not averse to coming to Canada next year. We have some cool stuff. We don't forget. We have snakes and lattes. We do have snakes. Come, Amelia, come play board games with us. Yeah. Tell Caitlin what anime she should be watching that, yeah. I, that I haven't seen. Um, I had an alarmingly busy week. Oh. Went uh, went for dinner with uh, my Anime North companion. Listeners, you know her as the kid. We went to place we went. Oh. The Izakaya place. <gasps> I love that place. They yell at you. They do yell at you. This is the, this is the cause of great concern <laughs> because jump to the end first. They did not yell at us as we left. <gasps> they even tried to film it. I was walking out and getting yelled at, and it has been like tearing at our souls. I've seen the kid like three times since, and every time she's like, "Jordan, why didn't they yell at us? What? How did we offend them?" I don't know. Maybe they don't like it when you get the nine course tasting thing. But why would you advertise it if it's that big of a pain in the ass for you? Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Anyway. I'm going to talk for a minute about the kid's idea to get the tasting nine course thing. And at first I was like, mm, ah, mm, ah. it was like 35 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, ah. it was more than I was like really planning on spending today, but. You only live once? I was like, oh, fuck it. Um, I do not regret it. YOLO in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go through the entire menu, aside from the fact that it was just amazing, but they brought out this thing. I think they only have it there. It's called, oh. what do they call it? Kinko mayo or something? It's mussels, spinach. It's like mussels with like a creamish sauce. Sorry. Oh. Of spinach, garlic, cheese, <gasps> and something else. And they serve it like in a giant shell. It's like they brought out these two <gasps> like giant shells and we each took one and spoons and we were like eating it out of the shell. Oh my God. Was it amazing? There's, noth- there's really nothing better than going somewhere and having food with someone. Yeah. And the food is amazing. And you both think it's amazing. And you've never had it before. Yeah. Like, it's it just great. makes you love life and people. Like, mm-hmm. and this is me talking. I like, know. This is weird. <laughs> she's, What's going on? She's kind of scared. The look on her face yeah. is like, I don't know how this is going to go. This is going to go dark at any minute. Yeah. But no, it's just like awesome. You take a bite and you're like, oh my God. And then you look at the person across the table from you with and she has the same expression. It's like. We are both experiencing something fantastic right now. <laughs> um, and then, and that was a good night. <laughs> then it's like, you know, we got out of dinner a little early. Didn't quite want to go home. Went to a, uh, went to Toronto Institution BMV. Oh, yes. Oh, the BMV. The BMV. BMV is a book 
slash whatever secondhand shop. There's many of them in Toronto. And I like started the BMV on Bloor has started, you know, amassing quite a few records at this point. Yeah. So that's where I went immediately. And the kid started, I turned my back on the kid for a second. I came back. She had like $150 worth of like Asian DVDs. What? Like John Woo movies and shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Whittled it down to like 80, but still I was like, Jesus kid. It's like, who coll- who wants movies that hard? But she was buying fucking... You know, she does know there's a thing called the internet, right? Yeah, but she was buying, like... What'd she buy? So the guy who did Old Boy... Old Boy was the middle of this, like... Yes, the... He had Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. She bought the other two. Right. So it's like, how can I... Okay, I can't argue with that. They're fantastic movies. You should buy them and watch them. She watched Lady Vengeance with her mom, she told me later. It seemed like an odd call, but oh. hey, shouts to, <laughs> shouts to mommy-daughter bonding time. The kids still want to buy movies, apparently, which is... Hey, I still buy movies from time to time, but not not for that much money. Like, I have a whole bunch of Jane Austen, because that's not readily available. Mm. And I've got some older stuff. And I got stuff that I just want to be able to watch at all times. And if Netflix, you know, takes it down or puts it... I don't want to have to depend on that. That is true. And I mean, that's that's a larger... That's ultimately a larger story in the culture. It's yes. just, you know... We know the time will come when the studios are going to pull everything off of Netflix because they want everybody to use their own yeah. shit. And suddenly, you know, I've got to spend $8 a month for Crackle because I want to watch fucking, you know, Mitch and Hotchin again. Um, which will ultimately defeat the point of people cord cutting in the first place and we're all just going to become pirates and... Yar. Yar. Anyway... Um, so that was Sunday. It was a good time. Always love spending time with the kid. and But that then led to... Friends, what you all know was coming. We talked about it last week. Mr. Malash came to Toronto. And as I said on all the social media, because we did say we would get something recorded, uh, when it came time to decide whether or not we were going to go home and uh, record something for the podcast or get a second picture of Sapporo. You went for the Sapporo. We got a second picture of Sapporo because it's delicious. Yeah. And it goes real well with fancy ramen. Yep. And, <laughs> whoo. You know what I wish we had mm. just in life? Not fancy ra- ramen places. Like, you know, like where you can get like <laughs> them out of the vending. Mr. Noodle? Yeah, like the vending. Well, no, they have these things where you can like. Oh, I guess they do have them. In, I guess in Japan they have them all the time. Right? Yeah, they like, have these like vending things where you get your ramen and you can pick like your spices and like an egg. And cup drops out and like. Yeah. And an egg yeah, yeah, and like yeah. some things. I wish we had that because I would just like to be instead of McDonald's. Oh, internet, I'm, get at us. Is there anywhere in fucking Toronto, Hamilton, Canada at all that has those like. Unfancy ramen could be leaving money on the table that might be an investment opportunity yeah for the geek time um so that's where we went you know mr mr malosh can't really decide he's not, not the most decisive fellow in the world sometimes okay so when it comes time to uh you know decide food i had to be like well i went for fancy ramen. you know i'm in the mood for fancy ramen myself yes have you ever been for fancy ramen i posted a photo of it once years ago and you got really excited and wanted to know what it was <laughs> so we went there we went to ryoji on college street which is where uh, I went for my birthday last year, actually. But Mr. Malash's, you know, YOLO in Latin moment was, what did he get? Like some chicken popper type of things and uh, deep fried cream cheese. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the face you make. For, for, I'm for, so for, sad. Former dairy lover over there is, yeah. You, you, so sad. You, you, should, you should be sad. You should be sad. They're real. They're real good. Yeah. And just, I mean, I can't 
he wasn't here that long. It's not even like it's that exciting to talk about. It's like, oh, we went for, we went to see Hisa. Okay, cool. <laughs> Said hey to Hisa. Jeff was looking for uh, a couple Parliament Funkadelic records. That's what he wanted. Very cool. Didn't really find him. We, went, we saw Aki first, the actual owner of Cosmos, right. uh, who usually works at the second store. Swung by there first, then we went to go see Hisa, and then we went to Cops on Queen Street. Swung by the Silver Snail here in Toronto, briefly. Yes. Uh, enough for Jeff to realize, like, ah, okay, I'm not missing out much on comics anymore. No. And it kind of made him sad, because, I mean, if you remember what the old Silver Snail was like. Yes. The new Silver Snail was fine, but... It's all right, the old, the old one was It's a little incredible. crowded. Uh, yeah, it can be. Um, but we're just, we're still happier here, Silver Snail, is yes. the takeaway. Uh, and then we went up to June Records, and I saw two records I would have bought, but put back... Because. Do you because. Know, do you know why? Why? You went for Fancy Ramen? <laughs> Mr. Malosh. Yeah. This is how we do. That's how Mr. Malosh does. And this is the type of shit we would have talked about. You were about pointing at me aggressively? Right, right at your fucking tit. Because I'm like, <laughs> this is how. This is what he did when we were kids. <laughs> right. And this is what he was trying to do again. Yeah. Okay. So what if I like bought those records for you? And then like, you let me pick out a couple records from your collection that you don't really like oh. you know, listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm pointing again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what he do. That's what he used to do back in the day when, like, he, like, took all my Todd McFarlane Spider-Mans off me. Yeah. On, like, a trade. Because yeah. I read them. I was 10. I was, <laughs> it's like, I read these. I'm not going to, you know, I don't need them anymore. Jeff be like, oh, those are really cool. Do I have anything you want? Like, would you trade? He's a fucking hustler. He's a 10. Who got all them Todd McFarlane Spider-Mans now that are worth, like, $20, $30 on fucking, a fucking issue? Jeff Malash. Uh-huh. Who don't have them? Jordan Ferguson. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro, you ain't. It's cool. It's cool, bro. That Black Ivory and that Oneness of Juju Records, they, they can stay there. I'll yeah. go back in a couple weeks after payday and see if they're still there. They're only yeah. 10 bucks a pop. Like, it's, you know, they probably won't be there, but. You never know. You know, you never know. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like, it's not much to talk about. And then we went for dinner and we stayed at dinner a really long time. And then we came back here and listened to a bunch of music. And, and then we went for brunch for, like, a really <laughs> long time. We also love Mr. Malash because you get your. You know, I get the I get the eggs bang. Sorry, I'll shout him out. We went to Petit Dejeuner. Yes. This is one of my go-to spots. I love Have it. we ever been? Have you been? Um, I've been. I'm pretty sure I've been with you. Have we gone? We went, we've gone to but- Butler's a couple times, which was yes, my other go-to. and we went to Lady Marmalade. Yes. Did uh, I take you to Lady Marmalade? Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, And I think we've also gone to Petit Dejeuner. Um, I've probably. definitely been. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we did a you, brunch. You, you, and I, you and I were on a real big brunch run for a while, so yeah. I probably took you there at some point. Actually, a guy I work with... Works at Petit Dejeuner as well, but yeah. he usually does the dinner service, uh, so I never see him. But he was working. He took somebody's shift while I was there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always good to know the staff, because then as you're on your second meal... Yes. Because <laughs> we finished our first one, and Mr. Malash, a.k.a. the tapeworm, is like, <sighs> I'm, st- uh, st- uh, <laughs> I'm still... Are you? Could you? I'm like, uh, I'm sure, I could eat. Like, like split a crepe? Like... You know, <laughs> Are you sure we can split a crepe? Yeah, we split a crepe and, a, and an order of sausage. And when that second meal came, suddenly some uh, gorgeous pink drinks ended up in front of us. Ooh. Jordy was like, this, we, we make this juice every once in a while. It's, it goes really good with vodka, so just enjoy, fellas. You know, it's 11 o'clock. Dude, <laughs> dude puts these like you know stiff vodka drinks in front of us. It's like, oh, fuck it. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Woo. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, Woo. homie. Um, <laughs> it was definitely like not much to talk about, but definitely a stretch of those days where it's like, man, can I just get like a solid month where this is my life? And just like... Yeah. Just go out to eat with my friends all the time and I went to drink at 11. I went to this hamburger. Well, okay. So we have friends who are um, back in Hamilton from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. 
and like um, they've moved to Hamilton from the East Coast. No, or? no, they so uh, they. Uh, she's originally from the East Coast. He's originally from Hamilton. They met online. Um, she came last year, and we like totally became super mm. friends. Um, and then he decided to move. Like they've been together for like ten years. But he moved to Halifax, and He's, now they've come to well, Hamilton. Well, uh, not ha- Halifax, but e- sorry, somewhere Coast. in the East Coast. Everyone from everyone I know from the East Coast is from, <laughs> from Halifax, Halifax, so everybody's from Halifax. Um, they're actually from this tiny, tiny town where apparently there's nothing to do. So they're getting their like fill of entertainment while in <laughs> Hamilton. Um, and that's who we went to the board game cafe with. But before that, we went to this place, and it's it's hamburger, but they've taken out all the vowels. Hamburger. 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 Um, and they make these amazing hamburgers. Um, and I'm not one for like gourmet burgers, but mm. their burgers are just really fucking good. <laughs> and they make fried pickles. Oh, I love deep fried pic- pickles. I could just eat like a vat of deep fried pickles. I don't think I've had deep fried pickles since I went to the. I've only gone to the X like twice. Yeah, and, and it's X season right now. Oh yeah, it um, is. I got off that train. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, there's no game on. No one's in jerseys. Oh, wait, the X. Right, the X. Uh, and I think that's where I had deep fried pickles. Yeah, acquired taste. I don't know that I can eat a vat of them, oh. but hey, more power more power to you, kid. Love pickles. Love things that are deep fried. Can't have deep fried cream cheese. That's so. true. Got to get, get your heart attack where you can. <laughs> I'm Scottish. We needed something fried in our diet well, at least <laughs> once a week. Um, sorry, I just brought that up because you said like you had all this fun. And I was like, I had fun, too. <laughs> like, I, I had fun, too. Besides moving and cleaning um well we had so much fun dear god look at that timer we had a lot of fun it's slow out there always but there are some things worth um, mentioning first of all don't be a nazi how about that one? Oh, just in general yeah i mean yeah. we generally like to avoid the wider political discussions unless it's it's really getting getting grimy out there which uh, which it is which it is they are fascists they're basically just fascists everyone should just call them fascists because that's what they are and just uh you know don't be a nazi and uh, you know what? I'll come out on the controversial side that uh, it's cool to punch Nazis. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's good enough for Captain America. It's good enough for me. Like, yep. That's, yep. I, know, I, know, I know when Spencer got clocked back at the inauguration, everybody was like, well, you can't really reply to violence. You can't reply with violence. It makes you know better with them. Mm, mm, yeah, no, yeah mm, you can't. Think, Definitely. Think that's, I can. They had a whole war. Th- think I can. Think I might. Yep. So uh, Nazism notwithstanding, there were some things out there that are more... Are more uh, topical to us more relevant to this podcast demographic mr malosh very adamant yeah he's like i'm old yeah and i have a two-year-old i only get my news from the geeks <laughs> so he's like i don't care if it's old i don't care if you think it's out of date Ms. malosh always wants the news section um first off before we do anything it's very important two things really notable to me yes number one we finally saw the choreography for the Queen's new song. <gasps> Is it good? It's real good. Fuck me up, Queens. Is it really good, huh? There's hopping. <gasps> there's bouncing. There's just... Bah, bah, bah. And all, listen, and this is going to sound derogatory, but listen, they're the ones who hop on Tumblr and complain. So, like, all the gays who were like, that song's shit, blah, 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 the drop is basic, it's so 2013, Nakata's got no new ideas. I was just sitting in the back, I was like, they're going to do something. On that choreo, and y'all are going to come back around talking about how your wig got snatched. Like it's coming. Sorry, you just weren't prepared for me to say for me to know the phrase "wig got snatched." No, this is what this is what perfume fandom has done to me. Basically, my knowledge of of coded gay slang like shot through the roof the second I got on the perfume Tumblr tag. Um, All right, (laughs) I've had my wig snatched occasionally by the queens. 
and I saw it. They they did it once. They did they performed it at like a festival, and there were some like news reports with like, but nothing from the drop. Right. And we were like, mm, where is it? Where's it coming? And then they did it at some television special yesterday, and ooh, it's good. It's good. They just they, guess what? guess who's going to see it on the break? The person sitting to my right. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, no, what I'm really uh, always fascinated about mm. is the fact that they are nonstop. They just they work and they work and they work some more. And I mean, listen, I, this is what I've said. I was actually at my uh, my friend Alex's house yesterday. What's up, Alex? And we'll talk about some of the things I watched at Alex's house later. But it's basically saying to her, like, their choreography, their dancing looks really simple when you watch it. And then you watch someone else try to do it. And you realize how good they are. Yeah. Like, they're so... And there's a lot of... Uh, they've been doing a lot of, like, off-time stuff where, like, one person would start the move, like, just before the other two. This is, like, complete lockstep. Like, it's been a while since we saw them all do the same choreography at the same time. So right. they are just, like... There's a reason they're the queens. Anyway, we can talk about that all day. That's awesome. That made me happy. Made me less happy, but kind of happy, but cautiously happy, is uh, the Nature Boy. Okay. Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! He uh, had some health problems. Wasn't looking good for Nate oh. last week. Had to go into medically induced coma. Oh. surgery before. No. Yeah, like that bad. We, we're hearing reports. He has woken from his medically induced coma. Okay. Uh, I believe it was due to a bowel obstruction and other like infections and stuff. And oh, like geez. an external pacemaker. Listen, nature's lived a life. Like he's the nature boy. It's, he, he has lived a life. Dude like survived a plane crash and a broken neck. He's been struck by lightning. Like nature's. Jesus Christ. Nature's lived a life. But new reports say his condition is improving. He is awake and communicating. A representative from, I believe, which is maybe his agency, <laughs> mentioned uh, on Twitter that he did cut a promo on a nurse yesterday. So anyone that knows Nate knows that's a very, very good sign. <laughs> I just love the idea of Nate, you know, even even in the midst of a medically induced coma and you know, bowel surgery is still cutting promos on nurses. <laughs> that's amazing. Styling and profiling. Uh, we wish you the best, Nate, in a speedy recovery. Um, so Caitlin's got no news, so I'll just hit you with a couple more of these right quick. It's true. I don't. <laughs> um, I guess the only other thing I have here, and I heard about this at work from one of my coworkers and then looked it up later. Um, we know Sense8 yes. got canceled. Yes, unfortunately. Well, they did say that they were going to give it one more. They're giving it like a two-hour movie or something yeah. to kind of like wrap everything up. Um, there is another content provider out there, streaming service, that uh, has reached out to the Wachowskis, basically said... We'll give you all the money you want. We like the show. We want you to keep making the show however you want. We'll give you all the money you want to do it. And who is this provider? Seems like a sweet deal. Who would possibly turn that down? Um, The offer came from porn website X-Hamster. Which I didn't even know that was a porn website. So now (laughs) I know that. Didn't even make it to cause Caitlin's porn menu. Um, Yeah. So this is not to make a porn parody. No. This is to actually continue the show as they would like. As it has always been. In the open letter from X Hamster to the Wachowskis, uh, said, they said the following, quote, We're huge admirers of the show, as are many of our fans. Obviously, for both us and the Wachowskis, this would be a big move and the logistics would need to be worked out. This isn't just about switching a network. This is about switching the way a show is delivered and thus how the show is produced and what is produced. Does it open up possibilities for the storyline if the show has moved away from a mainstream corporation and onto a platform that's not sex-phobic? Does a mainstream audience feel comfortable moving to a platform known for adult? What we admire about the Wachowskis and about the show itself is that it takes risks. I think that we are a nascent network, and I'd love to hear what they would do with us. That's really cool. 
So, I mean, and one must not forget that once upon a time, no one took Netflix seriously. It's true. And they were making fucking Lillehammer and shit. Like, yeah. they're that company that mails DVDs. And yep. now they own everything. They do. So, who knows? Interesting, interesting little story. Very interesting. Um, And that's really all there is in nerd news this week that yeah. I saw. And I would like to point out, if there could be more Sense8 orgies, I think that'd be a good thing. Caitlin is pro-orgy. Yeah. All about it. All about it. Uh, do we want to do updates now or later on? Uh, updates now. Updates now. Okay. We got updates. We watched a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, not just not just watched, but read and played. What? Somebody's been busy. Fun. Um. So I finished... Well, not finished. Sorry. I caught up to Made in Abyss, except you just told me that another episode came out today, yesterday? Yesterday. As we are recording, episode seven did just drop. Okay, so I I got to episode six, and I will, on the train home, be watching episode seven. You need to. I need to talk about if something that was said is true (gasps) in episode seven. Oh, there's so many mysteries. Right? They are clearly either, either this is one of those frustrating things where they are like, this is to sell the manga, or they are banking on like more se- getting twelve seasons, seasons of this really thing because you're you're at the halfway point and I, you're not getting any answers. Then get to the bottom of the abyss in like oh my three episodes from now. So excited! Okay, um, the you're, you're still on board though. Oh yeah, for Made in Abyss. I am so on board. Yeah, watch Made in Abyss, everybody. Everyone watch it. Um, Shade the Changing Girl a comic. Oh, this is one of the. Gerard Way, Young Animal. Yes. Hoopa Joops. Yes. Um, art was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, story was interesting. Gerard Way, write this one? Or no. Is this... No, this was... One second. Radio magic. It's the magic where the radio stops and Caitlin looks up something and then we come back and let you know and it seems like no time has passed. Actually, I will keep it going and just say as one more note for Maiden Abyss while Caitlin looks this up. Uh, I was watching episode seven at work on my iPad and people kind of wandered in and everyone who wandered in just kind of stopped and looked over my shoulder and said, this show looks gorgeous. And I was like, yeah, it does. And it's amazing. A friend and listener of the show said, oh, is this, oh, this is that abyss show, isn't it? I said, yeah. He's like, I've really got no excuse not to be watching this. And I was like, no, you don't. So everybody watch Made in Abyss. Yeah, it really is good. And I have that information. Caitlin, now. who writes Shade the Changing Girl? Um, it is by Cecil Castellucci. Sure. Who wrote The Plain Janes and Moving Target, a Princess Leia adventure. Okay. Um, and drawn by Marley Zarconi. Okay. Uh, uh, they did something with Effigy. I'm guessing that they did drawing for Effigy. Cool. Um, and overseen by Gerard Way. Yes. He does write something in the back. I didn't read it. Because I was like... I think he's just kind of nudging the overall direction of all the books yeah. along. Um, it was really interesting, though. And it did interesting things. Um, so I like that. So are you... Did you read, like, the first trade or, like... Uh, first trade. And you're on board still? Like, you I'm on board. To keep going? The second trade comes up, I'll probably get it in a... I got it in a... Uh, I really love the art. So I got it in a, like, a actual physical copy. Mm-hmm. Um, if the second one comes out, I'll probably grab it online digitally uh, uh for those of you unfamiliar like mr Malash, uh young animal is basically gerard way formerly of my chemical romance who wrote yep. a few comics here who's a longtime comic fan and wrote a number of things here and there notably for dark horse i believe the yes. umbrella academy was yeah. his big book for them dc scooped him up and said hey play in our sandbox yeah and he's kind of as vertigo has kind of you hesitate to say fallen off but mm-hmm. as vertigo has no longer being the vertigo of old, 
I heard a lot of people citing Young Animal as being this line of books that he was doing, which is called Young Under the Umbrella of Young Animal, um, being heralded as kind of like, if Vertigo returned to form, this is what it would be like. So right. you have a new Doom Patrol book in Young Animal. You have Shade the Changing Girl. Yeah. These are both books that were huge during Vertigo's peak years. Mm-hmm. It's got another thing called Mother Panic, which I haven't read, but I've heard is okay. Um so yeah, it's cool that you checked it out because I yeah. knew they were out there and getting good praise. Well, that's one of the reasons I also picked it up because we actually had spoken way back when about Jarred Way and mm. animals and I was kind of curious and I like... And the I, trades are hitting now, so... Yes. And um, it really did look interesting and different, so I checked it out. I might have to keep an eye out for that one myself at work. Um, so I went to my friend Alex's house and <laughs> Alex doesn't do much, but... Uh, work and watch netflix right so but it's it's always funny to watch see i always have this thing where like i don't like when people like like back in the day like my ipod i didn't like people looking at my ipod it always just seemed very personal to yeah. me i almost feel that way about like you know my netflix homepage now oh and i always think it's fun to look at other people's netflix homepage. it is and listen it is because yeah. alex's came up and it's like shows i've never even heard of because <laughs> she's real big you need to talk to alex because alex will get your k-drama diet like really set up nice She's, I still have to finish pasta. Like. Jesus, get on that. Um, she's So she showed me <laughs> this thing called Ice Fantasy. Okay. Oh my gosh. Is it the one with like there's an ice princess or an ice god or it's something? It's like of China, China trying to do Game of Thrones? Oh no, I have not. That one's weird where the animals don't or look, look really fake. Uh, probably. Oh, okay, yeah. It's called Ice Fantasy. There's a fire... Can- it's, like the, it's like China wanted to do Avatar and the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And they spent some money on this show. Yeah. It's still so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we tried to watch it. And it's I was 62 like, 62 no. episodes. What? <laughs> Alex showed me like 15 minutes of one. And I was like, hey, is that Victoria from FX? It was Victoria from FX, well, which is one of my favorite K-pop groups. <sighs> um, and there was a moment where it just like jumped for no reason. Like they were in a tent talking and then bam, they're riding horses and like looking for someone in a lake or like, no, they pull some dude out of a lake and they're like, keep searching. And these soldiers go into the lake. The water is less than ankle deep and they're like stabbing with their swords. Dude, you can see the bottom of the <laughs> lake. You don't need to be stabbed. What do you think is there? Are there invisible people in this show? I don't know. But And Alex is like, eh, no, they do that shit all the time. Like, <laughs> the show's amazing. ridiculous. But it was so bad. I really kind of go back, want to go oh, back and watch no. it, watch the first episode just to see how, how bad it is. Um, and then Alex did not know when I was Wikipediaing it that they came out with a sequel set in the present day with like the reincarnations of the characters. Oh my gosh. I think that may be what I'm thinking Ice of. Fantasy Destiny. Oh my <laughs> and Alex god. was like, oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> She's like, I have to find this. Uh, so that's a soft pass for Ice Destiny, unless you <laughs> like kitschily bad stuff. But. Well, I'm also speaking of Netflix, mm. uh, Voltron Season 3. Oh god, I'm so bad. Um, Voltron is my pasta. I still never finished Season okay. 1. Uh, what? I know. Seriously? I know. Okay, well, Voltron season three, I haven't finished, but we're. I was on it before you. I think I think I watched it before you and came back like Voltron is great. Yeah, you or and, we both watched. You and Voltron? senior correspondent were like, boom, yeah, yeah. gorged on, um, on Voltron. He he's been asking me ever since it dropped. Like the day it dropped, he was like, "Can we watch Voltron?" I was like, "I can't. Like I gotta do this thing. Like next day, can we?" I was like, "We really gotta pack. Like maybe if we can watch it and pack, but that's probably impossible." <laughs> and then finally, I was like, "You want to watch Voltron?" He was so happy. So we watched. I think it's hard for us because we are not responsible with Voltron because. <laughs> 
<laughs> we keep on wanting to watch more. Mm. Um, and they're short-ish, right? Yeah, um, and I think like, it's... Like 20 episodes, by the, or 20 yeah. minutes by the time. Yeah. And I think this season is only 10 episodes. It's real, uh, yeah, it is real short. Because I think they're going to come out with the next 10 sooner more. rather than later. They have been coming out fast. Yeah. Because we talked about the show, like, since we've been doing the podcast. We've only been doing the podcast yeah. for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. So they've cranked out three quote-unquote seasons yeah in that time so but it's it's been it's been really good there's a lot of cool heard, stuff going on heard that thing i remembered from way back when yeah from original voltron yeah that's finally happened yeah yeah but it's complicated and not what you think it is and i've heard that too and i've also heard that uh the explanation for the color pink is much more oh yeah it's great much, much more nuanced and effective than just the fact that Girls wear pink. Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> and uh, and it's fun. And I don't know. I just, I really enjoy the, the character arcs are really picking up. And I really enjoy that. So, yeah, that was good. Um, one other thing I watched at, Ale- at Alex's, which is something that I don't know if it'll ever come up on the show. Because as Alex said, after we watched the first episode there, because it came up on my, <laughs> Netflix knows me. The day Defenders dropped, yeah. that was not the thing on my banner when I opened it up. Right. It was this. Uh, one million yen women. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and as Alex said, after we watched the first episode, she, she's probably right. She's like, this is a boy show. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, what is it? Um, it's it's so japanese when you say the plot. This dude who's a novelist. Yeah. And his life was kind of like terrible mm-hmm. for reasons. I don't think it's... It happened, you find out by the end of the first episode. It's not really a spoiler. Um, he's an inspiring novelist. His dad murdered three people. Oh, God. I don't think we need... Yeah, so you can know that, but not who it was. Um, His dad murdered three people, and his life has just kind of been like, ever since. And you see him living, and he's like, garbage bags everywhere. He's barely maintaining. And he turns around one day, and there's a young woman sitting at his table. And she's like, hi, uh, you're you're Shin Michiyama, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got the invitation. So, um, here. And she hands him a million yen. And then four other women aged 17 to 24 or 27 uh, show up and they live with him and give him a million yen every month in rent. And there are rules like he can't ask, he can't ask any questions about them. He can't go in their rooms. Uh, there are a few other rules as well. This is such a boy show. Um, <laughs> but it's not like a, it may go harem. I don't know if it's going to go harem or not. not. I mean, I don't know if it's going to go harem or not. It has not yet. Um, and also because his dad's a murderer, you don't realize this was Alex's big problem. And she's going to, she's listening to this episode. She's going to bust out laughing. Um, there's a fax machine. What? Yeah. So they'll be eating. Uh, also, it's only a boy show because one of the oldest one doesn't like wearing clothes around the house. Right. She's just naked at the table all the time. And you're yeah. like, is that, well, what? Why is she naked? Um, you never see anything, but I mean, she's clearly naked. And they'll be like sitting, eating dinner, <laughs> the six of them. And the fax machine will go off and it'll just be like, you know, somebody has scrawled, you know, die, never, you know, I hope you never forget. I hope you rot in hell type of thing. Um, it's somebody who's like, these faxes are related to his dad, right. who like murdered three people. Um, you don't know that when the episode starts. So yeah, I don't know how boy it's going to get. Right. I've watched two episodes now. I watched another episode this morning. It is a boy show. I don't know that I would ever give it to you for that fact, but I am intrigued enough with it to keep, keep going watching. there's a there's a book reviewer who clearly hates the protagonist for some reason right and wh- who invited these women why are these women there what is their jam 
Um, Why are they fine with paying him a million dollars a month? How many How many episodes are you? Twelve. Well, there are twelve episodes. Okay. I've seen two. Smooth half hour, 24, hour, 24 minutes cool. per. So, I mean, they, they get over real quick and it's yep. like, oh, cool. It's that thing where, like, I had to, I wanted to look it up after the fact because I was like, this is gut, this is the most, like, manga premise I've ever heard in my life. This <laughs> has to be based on a manga. It was. Right. Um, but yeah, just hoping it don't stay Superboy. Um, not something I watched or I read, but mm. I, I can talk about something I played. Oh, what did you play? Um, so at the game cafe, yeah, um, we decided to play this game called Mysterium, which is one of the greatest games of all time. Do I know Mysterium? I'm trying to think. I listened to another podcast where it's not the point of the podcast, but there's a one of the co-hosts is like a mad game like board, board, gamer. board gamer to the fact to the point where like they call it the Robinson Bump. Like if he mentions a game, <laughs> it like gets boosted, right? On, uh, on like board game geek, but I don't know if he's ever talked about this or not. This What's is it one about? Where you're, you're a, it's a it's a cooperative game, uh-huh. and one person is the ghost. Okay, and they can only communicate through um, what they call dream cards. Mm-hmm. So they're like really abstracty things, and you're trying to get the p- other players to solve uh, a whole bunch of basically murders. So like clue, but with a ghost. Okay, and mediums. Um, Interesting. It. Is amazing. I demanded to be the ghost. We won because I am amazing at games like that. Um, you solved a riddle. Somebody brought you a baby. Yeah, right. What's it called? Magisterium. Um, uh, Mysterium. Mysterium. M Y M Y S T E R I U M. It was so much fun, and the ghost can't talk at all. They can just say yes or no. Interesting. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, I'm definitely going to be purchasing it because I want everyone to play it with me. And also, we played Battlestar Galactica, which I have never played before. And it was really boring. Don't play that one. Play Mysterium instead. <laughs> there we go. Those, that's my game review for for the year. <laughs> Retail's about 50 bucks. Totally worth it. Save up for it. It's got a 7.5 on Board Game Geek. But bear in mind, Board Game Geek is pretty, like... Board Game Geek wants fucking, like, you know, heavy Euros and games that take 15 hours to play and have a rule yeah. book that is 900 pages long before yeah. you even start to play it. So bear that in mind. Oh, there's an app as well. Is there an iOS version of this? It's been nominated and won quite a few awards. It is really good. Uh, in the 1920s, Mr. Mac, Mr. McDowell, a gifted astrologist, immediately detected a supernatural being upon entering his new house in Scotland. Well, there's there, Caitlin's in immediately. <laughs> He gathered eminent mediums of his time for an extraordinary seance, and they have seven hours to contact the ghost and investigate any clues that it can provide to unlock an old mystery. Unable to talk, the amnesiac ghost communicates with the mediums through visions, which are represented in the game by illustrated cards. The mediums must decipher the images to help the ghost remember how he was murdered. Who did the crime? Where did it take place? Which weapon caused the death? It is Clue with Ghosts. Yeah. That sounds dope. It is so much fun, and I was such an amazing ghost. (laughs) Everyone agrees. And we solved it, and we won, and it was fantastic. If you need a ghost, think Caitlin McKinnon. Yep. That's cool. I like when we have other interesting things like that to talk about. Yeah. Um, we don't have news, but still, we sure do have updates. Still playing Shadowverse. Of uh, course. Uh, yeah, you're addicted. Um, did I tell you I, I, crossed the, I crossed the threshold? What's the threshold? Did you pay? No, you did but, not. But, 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 Okay. But, 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 I but, literally but. got hands on my face. But, but. Okay. It You're was really a cr- like pointing at me today. What's going on? <laughs> it was a credit I had sitting in my App Store account for like a year. All right. Like I, it was a gift card I had and uh-huh. hadn't used for like a year. Mm-hmm. 
and they put out new pre-built decks. Oh my god! And they had a special on, so their, their premium currency, which you, I don't know, I don't know why the hell you have it, um, is crystals. They had a one-time deal. You spend eight forty-nine, you get a thousand crystals or something. Yeah. Um, crystals? Do they are they good? Do they pull you along for a while? No, they just let you. They let you buy the decks, basically. Yeah, but they they do it. They do it so it never really like matches up. You can't really <laughs> tell what you're purchasing. Oh no, you know I don't. I'm not about to spend any money yeah. or crystals unless I'm deep divin. Yeah. Forever, and I knew I had to commit because I was only buying one deck. Like, listen, the hardcores out there, the the, the pay to win people are buying like every deck. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. To get all the cards, and I'm like, I'm buying one. So I got to decide if I'm if I'm sticking with this vampire play style hey i i think i sounded like it was going well was going well i knew it was going well when like they had you know achievements for beating the game on the hardest practice setting this is why i like this one as well because it has a solo mode right and has like a story for each character so you don't have to play against other people you can play solo modes and so when i was consistently winning sometimes even on the first try because sometimes i'm like i'm just gonna play and go to bed after i win yeah and i don't go to bed for like an hour and a half because i'm like <laughs> lose like 15 fucking games in a row my win-loss record is still like you know one two seventy five like, right but but the fact that i can win is how i know we've gotten to like a sweet spot um i just really wish the artwork wasn't so slutty <laughs> Yeah, that's a <coughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, that's a big problem. It's with so many games. I was showing I was showing a friend at work the other night. She's still on uh, uh, Marvel Clash of Champions, right? Which I was for a hot minute, mm-hmm. and then the basically Marvel Clash of Champions got to a point where you don't even have to actively play anymore. You can put like autopilot on your characters, and just the fights just happen. Right, and, like you you'll win ninety percent of the time. So she just has her phone set up like at the side while she's working and just like taps okay and then goes and does her thing it's like oh i want um she's like well, what i used to play and she was trying to brag to me about some shit she got and i was like i don't even play that game anymore so like, what are you playing i said shadowverse and i was like showed her one of my legendary cards it was queen vampire that sounds so regal and amazing it's a it's a legendary right which means it's one of the hardest cards to get i think i got it in a pack i think um i think it's like a it's a, it's a six cost like a 4-4, four, four, summons two forest bats Ooh. and gives them ward, Ooh. which means they have to be attacked before your leader can be attacked. Sounds like that should be just like a mad... Amazing card. So yeah, she should just be so regal. Yeah. have a long flowing dress on. She should look powerful. She should maybe not be lounging... Oh my God. ...on a chair... What? That is ...in a gross. short skirt with fucking her stockings and garter showing. Those shoes don't even make any sense. I don't even look at her shoes. Oh, they're like... Pin heel. And she, well, she has w- wings growing out of her head. As we said, one of the yeah, appeals. Why does she have wings growing out of her we head? We also said one of the appeals of Shadowverse that I liked was this option to evolve your cards. Yeah. Where, like, you know, three times, a, two or three times a match, you can, like, boost them. Yeah. And get rush and attack first. Does and she just lose some, more clothing? She uh, turns to the set, flips to the other side. Yeah, she loses more clothing. Her clothes are now white, her hair has grown. And uh, did she lose more clothing overall? Yeah, I think so. Oh, she definitely did. She definitely did. Her little crop top came down to her navel initially. And now then after you evolve her, she definitely has a bra on. So, Shadowverse, you're a real good game, and I like playing you. I just really wish your artwork wasn't so slutty. So disgusting. Anyway, that's pretty much everything you and I have had going on. Are yeah, we, which we, is a lot. Are we going to talk about Game of Thrones? Uh, every 
everyone talks about Game of Thrones. Everyone does talk about Game of Thrones. It was dope. I cried. Um, <laughs> oh, that's I cried. Maybe we we'll talk about it next week. I had feels because by the time we talk about it next, the season will be over. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. That's what happens when you have a short season. Fucking, it just started, and like now we're almost so done. I think, th- isn't the last episode like uh, two hours or something? Is it? I think so. It's I've heard longer. that, and I've heard that some of them were going along. And like, did they film it all at once, and they're just breaking it up, or? Mm. Mm. No. Shrug. Oh, some of you complain when we talk about Game of Thrones, so we're not going to talk about Game of Thrones, you babies. Yeah. And we're, what we are going to do, it's like we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's Defenders Week! Woo! You wait. You waited like three years for it. How long has it been since uh, Daredevil came out? Two I years. It, I think it's a two years. Two years. Maybe not even. No, it can't have been. It can't have been. We were watching. It can't have been. It can't have been. <laughs> can't have been. It can't have been. Um, because we were talking about Daredevil when the show when we did the show when we started the show. Well, April tenth, twenty fifteen, is when Daredevil season one dropped. So, which started us on this path. So, yes, just over two years. Yeah, and five seasons of television. Yeah, one stinker season of television, all leading to this moment. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about what the hell we think about everything that's brought us here when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is usually the part of the show where Jordan and I have given each other things and then we talk about those things and whether we like them or not. But that is not happening right now because it's August Watcharama. August Watcharama rolls on. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, August Watcharama is when we watch the same thing because we have lives and we get busy and sometimes it's nice to just like catch up on stuff that is really old or sometimes it's nice to be relevant for once. Did you hear the updates? There's so much stuff in the world. So much stuff. Um, So uh, even though we don't trade things during August Watcharama, the rules still apply. Yes, they do. The first one being the rule of three. Yes. Which is you will watch or read or look at or consume three of the things. In this case, episodes. Yes. Um, at least. Just so you can see the show kind of become what it wants to become. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Jordan and I have not talked at all about Defenders. Um we almost did. We almost did. <laughs> really, we were wa- like, yeah, really wanted to. The, mics, the rule. The mics were getting the, <laughs> the mics were getting set up, and yeah. we were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. the rule. Um, so that applies for everything, even as badly as we want to like text each other and be like, <laughs> oh my god, did you see the thing? Um, we do not do that because we want to give you the hottest takes. The hottest takes. No one likes a stale take. No. Who wants that in it's the summer? Awful. It's even worse. Oh, definitely. Um, and then the third rule which is not really a rule it's just a policy there will be spoilers there will be spoilers this actually applies this time does it yeah kind of i mean i don't know it it does you also have to bear in mind that as we talk about this we're also going to be talking about things that pertain to everything that led up to this yes so all of the other uh shows on netflix marvel shows so that's daredevil season one and two that's jessica jones that's luke cage and that's well it's not iron Iron fist Fist. we didn't watch it we didn't watch iron fist and you probably didn't either no uh but details from that show are very relevant to this show yes um that said 
if you're on board with this stuff, you probably done already watched it. Oh, probably. If, but you, for if you're those... on board for this stuff and you're listening to this podcast, you probably watch more than we have. Oh, you're yeah. probably finished by now. But if you haven't, don't listen to this. Do not. Because we are just going to talk about all the nitty gritty. All of it. And we're I gonna mean, go. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about the funniest scenes. We're gonna talk about the characters. Like everything. And I mean, we gave you an hour of content up to here, so I mean, yeah. it's not the end of the world if you got to duck out for the defenders talk. Also, I just want to mention to everyone: both Jordan and I have watched either finished episode five or watched well into episode five. Yes. So we will probably be talking all the way up to episode five, going a little bit further than the rule of three. Yeah. Probably because the rule of three would have been real necessary for this show. Yes. But we'll get into that as we start talking about Defenders right now. So if you live under a rock... Then go back to your rock. <laughs> go back to your rock and avoid this conversation. Yeah. Um, you go pro- eat some fried cream cheese. <laughs> Only stupid people who can eat dairy. Ryoji, 598 College Street here in Toronto. Tell them the geek down sent you. Also, watch Made uh, or Made in Abyss. Yeah. Go watch that. Seriously, go watch that. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that all those people have gone... Let's talk about Defenders. Hey, everybody. It's Budget Storter Avengers. I don't like that name. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about it's, it before, but we started, to, we said no, we weren't going to talk about it's it. It's unfair. And really, I saw some Twitter hashtag. It's, you know, I was on the Twitter Discover tab and it was like, people are arguing Defenders versus Avengers. Uh, Avengers. <laughs> Avengers. Defenders versus Avengers. And I'm like, eh, it's two different things. Like, Very even, different things. Don't even compare them. Um, if you don't know, and how do you not, Defenders is an eight-part Netflix miniseries. It's the culmination of everything that's happened on the netflix marvel shows up to this point yep and is it eight only eight episodes it is oh shit oh shit yeah see you didn't notice that oh when i went in i was thinking like thank god because i've always felt the marvel shows get bogged down by like episode eight and i'm like i was gonna say luke cage i felt like it had an ending and then all of a sudden there was more show and i was like huh that's weird loki they've all kind of been like that i guess yeah um didn't Jessica Jones have like a veer off where she like went back to her childhood home for three episodes and then came back and yeah, it was like that was weird. time to fight Kilgrave. Yeah. Um, who that's a new story who apparently I don't know how Tenet will be in the second season of Jessica Jones. What? Maybe in flashbacks? Probably. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. But anyway, all over the place. Defenders, similar to how Avengers, the first Avengers movie was like the culmination of everything that happened in Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and all that type of stuff and led yeah. to the big super duper team up movie this is like the smaller scale version of that they took the avengers formula and they applied it to their more street level heroes yes. centered in new york um apparently everything is centered, centered in new york everything is in new york new york is the only city that matters and this is the culmination of all that stuff we have been fans of the netflix yes. marvel shows especially first season of daredevil and especially jessica jones Oh, I really did like Luke I've Cage I've warmed well. up to Luke Cage. I remember I was kind of iffy on Luke Cage at the time, mm-hmm. but when he showed up in Defenders, when he was like walking through Harlem again, I was like, yeah. oh, I miss that world. I miss being part of there. Um, I have to say from the outset that the color management was so cool. Mm. Just in like the way they adjust the like the film settings? Well, or like- all of... Because every time... So for Jessica, all her scenes were blue. Mm. Uh, for Luke Cage, all of them were yellow. Yes. For Iron Fist, all of them are green. And for Daredevil, all of them are red. That's true. I don't really notice that. that oh, the, man. That the lighting effects they use for each character are... I have are to... Just like because it. we're on it, because it blew my freaking <laughs> mind. So when they... Fifth season, when they are like... Fifth at, episode? 
Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Fifth episode when they're at like, or maybe it's the fourth one where they're at eating at the the restaurant. The yeah. restaurant. The fourth episode. Behind them, each time it pans to them, their color is behind them. Oh, I can go back and look at that. Then. Oh, it's like it blows my mind, and they constantly use the color thing. Constantly are mm. using it. Um, the main villain's character, her color, well, color is white. White. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just that whole thing. Um. Real, real House of Flying Daggers vibe in there. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool. Um, so yeah, plot, like I said, it's the culmination of everything that's led up to this point, um, which is, ugh, we knew it was going to be fucking ninjas. What? Kind I of. like ninjas, kind though. Of. It's the hand. I mean, we knew it was the hand from the moment the ninjas showed up in Daredevil season one. That, yeah. That's ultimately, if there's going to be a big bad for them to go after, that's what it was going to be. It was going to be the hand, um, which is, you know criminal organization that dates back centuries they bring people back from the dead yeah in this case they have brought electra back from the dead yes as per the comics see and being someone who hasn't read any of this stuff i'm like this is all new and shiny (laughs) this is really cool and interesting (laughs) spoiler that happened in the 70s yeah um daredevil's love interest who dies fighting who the hell were they even fighting who was the big bad in daredevil season two it was the hand was it the hand yeah i even remember um and at the end of Daredevil season two, you see her get resurrected, which is how Defenders starts. Um, she is now the Black Sky, which is a something that's mentioned in Daredevil season two as well. Uh, don't quite know even at episode five exactly what the Hand is up to, but the deal is they're called the Hand because there's five of them, the five fingers of the Hand. Yeah, those are like the bosses. One for each continent. Yes, they all own their own territory. There's an African, uh, Madame Gao who I think dates back to Daredevil Season 1 as well. She was working with the Kingpin. Yep. Um, She is one of them. There's a character named Bakuto, I believe. Who is uh, South American. South American. And was the big bad in Iron Fist. Yep. So I'm told. There's Murakami, who handles most of Asia. And there is Alexandra, played by the always regal Sigourney Weaver. Yes. uh, And is the de facto leader of the hand it's always her plans that sort of thing and the sense i get at episode five is that they're they have lived for a very long time yes they have died and been reborn numerous times and they need materials to do that and they were finite in supply yes and they are running out yes so there are things that need to happen there's a lot of talk about going home there's a there's a wall There's a wall somewhere in New York. That's not really a wall. It's a door. Um, And a lot of talk about Kunlun. Kunlun. Which is where Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, was trained to be the Iron Fist and where he was supposed to defend and apparently did not. No. You hear about that a lot, about how Kunlun fell. Uh, They chide and taunt him about that a lot. Anyway, basically, in the grand tradition of superhero team-ups... Everybody develops a common enemy for different reasons. Yep. The hand has had their fingers. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I did. It was lame uh, in different aspects. Jessica Jones gets called on a case about a missing husband. Yep. Luke Cage is trying to turn these uh, young black youths in Harlem away from a questionable life. They seem yep. to be doing some sort of crime scene cleanup. Matt Murdock gets pulled into defending Jessica Jones. And Danny Rand comes back to... New York because he's been told that that's where the hands he's spent apparently spent all the time since his show ended that nobody watched globe trotting and fighting the hand yeah and he hears New York is the place where it's going to pop off so he comes back and basically 
everyone has their own road that leads to the hand, and that's how they meet each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how our begrudging team up starts. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. Hot take. How much are you liking this? I love this show. Really? I love this show. With that much enthusiasm. That much enthusiasm. It did have a slow start. Definitely first two episodes, it was a lot of setup. But I think it paid off. Um, I would say so. The yeah. rule of three definitely would have had to apply to this. Absolutely. Third episode is when it clicks. Um, it's the first major battle with all of them. It's when they, yeah, when they yeah. all get to the, uh, when they all get to the place where they root. Middle circle? Midland financial Midland or something? Circle? Yes, something like that. All the threads that they're individually pulling on all lead to Midland financial and they yeah. all end up there at different reasons. And uh, yeah, I love the third episode and I love the fourth episode and I've loved the fifth episode. And maybe that's the thing. Yeah, I just, it it was slow to start. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling bogged down. We're juggling a lot. Yeah. This is the only show and it has to, I suppose, that uses like transitions mm-hmm. and they feel kind of like almost 80s or 90s in a way where it's like scene ends and then it's like like, now it's time to check in with clara and luke cage yeah um i guess you have to do that when you're juggling this many characters to ease that along um did find it jarring i do find there's probably no way to avoid pacing issues in a show like this because you do have so much going on going on um i did find it jarring for the sake of the listeners, yeah, we have to talk about Iron Fist. Yes, we do. I said before we went on air, this is one of the things we were talking about, that I will link to an article I think I saw on Forbes um, that I will link to because I felt in the early going, fuck, am I going to have to watch Iron Fist? Yeah, we both talked about that a bit and I was like, no, it's not happening. Because I just, it seemed like there was a lot, a lot in Iron Fist that was feeding into Defenders. Yes. The Hand cares about the Iron Fist. They want Danny for something. Yes. Um, his sidekick, girlfriend, what have you, Colleen Wing, who's awesome. I think she should be Iron Fist. Um, she's fucking great. She has a history of the Hand, which I did not even realize. No. And had I not read this Forbes article, the point of the Forbes article was basically saying, you do not need to watch Iron Fist before you watch The Defenders. And the extra argument was, you probably shouldn't. Because... Iron Fist was that bad. Um, And it will make you hate the character. And I don't love the character, but I love that everyone else hates him. And most of the articles I've read have been like, Defenders is saving Iron Fist as a character. And and it's because... And I mean, I don't mean like everyone... Like audience wise, hate hate him. I'm like everyone in the show. Like they've called him so far the stupidest Iron Fist, the worst <laughs> Iron Fist, a couple times. And every time he says, "I'm the immortal Iron Fist," Luke Cage sighs. <laughs> like Jessica Jones gets. She's like, "Fuck." Uh, and Daredevil does this like cute little laugh of like, "Just this is ridiculous." Um, that said, I mean, so the one thing comic fans, yeah, we're waiting for. From time, mm-hmm. it's been Luke Cage and the Iron Fist, Heroes yeah. for Hire. Yeah. So you're wanting to see those two together. You're wanting to see how their vibe's going to be. I am pleased with that. Yes. The first times they meet, there was clearly, you know, four reasons, a discussion between Luke and Danny about, like, when they first meet, it's basically dealing with small-time operatives yes. in the global criminal organization. Mm-hmm. And Luke Cage is basically like, you're a billionaire. Why are you beating up poor black kids who are just oh, trying to... That 
was a gr- make a living. That was a great scene. You have all these other tools you could be using to try to stop this. Where yeah. are you punching poor black kids? Yeah. In Harlem. Um, and he actually goes instead of a lot of white people who are like, "What? Why are you yelling at me?" <laughs> he was like, "You know what?" After he left, he was like, "You know what? I, maybe he's right. He's right." And so those are the first two who arrive mm-hmm. at the scene where it pops off. First, Danny thinks he's there by himself. Luke comes in and seeing the two of them fight and like, you know, Danny, Luke shielding Danny from gunfire and Danny kind of hiding behind them. Yeah. And just as they, those two are slowly building a sort of begrudging respect because any yeah. superhero team up is always about begrudging respect. Um, At least initially. I, I am enjoying that aspect. Watching that pairing who's like. They're best friends. They're BFFs for life in the comics. So yeah. seeing that relationship start to develop was satisfying for me as a comic reader. Um, did it feel genuine to you as someone who doesn't have that level of familiarity with the characters? Yeah. And or? I and I like the Danny is like they've positioned him and he's being treated as in a way a child, right? Like he's mm. be, he's kind of whiny and naive. he's ni- super naive and I still love that you must be the stupidest iron fan. <laughs> like I still love that line. Um and he is played very naive. Like he so so when they when they escape and they end back at the Chinese restaurant, which yeah. is really almost a bottle episode, like it's yeah. it's coupled with them talking and laying all their cards why are you here what do you know type of thing yeah um and it's just I, at first i thought it was the restaurant didn't luke cage have a restaurant that he was like, yes that's what i thought it was i thought it was that restaurant but, but it, it wasn't. wasn't it's a different one um and <laughs> so they're like you know we got to hide here we got to make this place look close and the owner is like you are not staying here i don't no. know what you think this is but whatever you're bringing i don't want it and danny goes off and they talk and Danny comes back and he's just, he's already on board with like, woo, super friends. Yeah. Like he's just like, this is going to be great. <laughs> and Luke Cage is like, I don't want super friends. And it's like, no, it's cool. We, he said we could stay here. It's like, how did you get him to let us stay here? It's like, I just gave him my black card <laughs> to pay the rent for the next four months. And then people start bringing out food. Yeah. They're like, we're not here to eat. And it's like, it's kind of part of the deal. Like <laughs> I had, I also had to get four of everything <laughs> on the menu. Um. So yeah, Danny is really like kind of goofy and also the action is directed far better oh. here than in Iron Fist. Oh, the action Stup- is so good. Stupid Matt and I would do impressions yeah. of like the first fight scene in Iron Fist where it's like, it looks like the worst ballroom dancing in the world. It's just like, meh, meh. <laughs> like weakly flailing arms and, and like so rehearsed and choreographed and just the camera was too static. It didn't like move around, but right. the action here is like. So good. And even, like, the styles, because, like, Jessica Jones, not a trained fighter. Oh, and she has a great line where she's like, am I the only one who doesn't know Kung Fu? <laughs> Everyone know karate but me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, her and Luke are just, like, bulldozers. Yeah. And Danny and uh, Daredevil are obviously, you know, highly trained ninja adjacent type of Kung Fu artists. Yeah. So And they complement themselves really well. They do. They play that off, usually. they t- The pairings seem to be, a lot of the times... You know, Danny and Luke, obviously, yeah. there's the history there. And Matt and Jessica as yeah. well tend to fight together um, as well. I like seeing Matt finally put the suit back on and yeah. bail, bail Jessica out. <laughs> I like your ears. <laughs> they're horns. They're horns. Um, and that's the thing. Like, it's a very, they're very kind of antagonistic with each other. Because yeah. it's like, you know, we are not, this is not an initiative. We were not recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. to do this. It's no. just a thing that's happening. And we all have to help each other out. So I... I don't feel like I was on board right away. I feel like you were in. Enth- you're probably still more enthusiastic than me. Yeah, um, I'm super enthusiastic. 
I was a little slow warming up to it, but then I did not expect to be at episode, you know, about to start episode six. Like right. I'm probably going to get through it this weekend. I was not expecting that when I started. I was like, okay, here we are. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, this again. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of started ramping up and I'm like, okay, I'm more into this. I'm more into this. And it was just, it's been snowballing. And now I'm, like I said, I think when I realized it was only eight episodes and it wasn't going to get bogged down like the other ones had, I was like, okay, here we go. And I mean, I like also, um, the side characters of everyone are meeting up and talking and, I think that's really cool. Like in the fifth episode, they're all being basically they've gone to Misty Night and been like, please, for the love of God, can you take our loved ones mm. and can you protect them? And so they're all like in this room in at the, at all, the precinct. All the, yeah, so all the secondary characters are hanging out in there. Yeah. And like Foggy's there. And yeah, it's just fantastic. I saw, I saw a tweet. It was like, it was like, I love the Defender so much. And it was four photos and it was Matt, Jessica, Luke and Claire. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, the Rosario Dawson character who's been, you know, she's the night nurse, basically. She's been yeah. in, in every show up to this point and really plays a large part in bringing them all together, especially Luke and Danny, which leads to the larger point of just like, listen, the show, the women on this show are the best part. Like, oh, yeah. Let's just be, let's just be honest. Like Matt can be whiny and he's like, he's so tortured because of his Catholic faith. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, Luke's a bit of a. You know, fuddy duddy in his way, corny. Corny, as Claire, yeah. as Claire always calls him. He's corny. Danny is Danny. So yeah. what does that leave? A child. you, Jessica, Colleen, yeah. Claire, Karen. And Karen kind of bugs me, but but Karen can be good um, as well. Like the women are the best part. Sigourney Weaver, you know, the yeah. Alexandra character, Madame Gao, who apparently can shoot force bullets from her hand. It's I had no amazing. Idea, I had no idea she could do that. Um, yeah, the, the women are the best part, and I think the show knows that. I was taken aback by how much I miss Jessica. Oh yeah, she's having so her show good. up again, I was like, "Oh, you were." I got to rewatch your show. Like you were so good. And just again, like how the characters play off each other. Jessica moves like this giant armoire, and Danny's like, "Wow, you're strong." <laughs> um, you know, Matt is using his whip on someone, and Danny's like. That's cool. cool. <laughs> so cool. And Luke's like, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> like Luke doesn't want to admit it. Um, like all of that, that I love when they just can, they can use those threads of comedy to bring things together. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not always tense. It's not always like end of the world. Like there's like ta- when, when all the hand shows up at the Chinese restaurant. And yeah. It's like they're pinned in and suddenly this car like crashes through the window. Yeah. And Jessica's just kind of like, who missed me? Yeah. <laughs> like, we did. We all did. We all did. And just she brings like this. I mean, because when you think about it, like the hand, there's all this mysticism and her and Luke are on the side of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Luke first gets the like explanation about what the iron fist is. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> and even Danny realizes, you know, to to their credit, the yeah. show knows it's ridiculous. And, yeah. and the guy, Finn, whatever, who's playing Danny is just like, I was trained by monks. There was a dragon. A dragon. <laughs> and they both just start laughing. A dragon. Um, and, you know, having Jessica on the side of just knowing things are weird and through her own, like, investigation being like, there is the same person who's been alive since at least yeah. the 1800s. Um, putting those pieces together was good. And she yeah, she kind of speaks for the audience in a way as well. She's the eyes of the audience. Yeah. Processing the crazy comic book bat shit yeah that's happening around her so i mean i gotta dock it for the slow start uh. and it's a to my mind 
August Watcharama has set a very high bar up yes. to this point. Yes, it has. And it is still, to my mind, the weakest of the things we have watched okay. in August Watcharama. Does not make it bad. So I'm giving it a 7.5 sounds too low. I don't quite want to give it an 8 okay. thus far. So but it's like a 7.5? 7. Like 7.5? Oh, 8.5. Like, okay. It's like, it's like scraping an 8. Right. Like you can still be a B with like a 75, right? right. Like Yeah. It's, it's, it's a B. Okay. We'll see how it ends. All right. Um, I've heard there's a post credit scene, so everybody watch to the end of the last episode. Very important. Just um, like our own show. <laughs> always listen to the end of our own show. And yeah, so that's, yeah, what are you giving it? I'm giving it an 8.5. It, oh, wow, she really liked it better than I me. I really, really, I'm in so enjoying it. I think it's funny and interesting, and I love all the fighting. The fighting is very good, to the point where you almost take it for granted when it happens, just how good it is. You need to go back and watch the first episode of Iron Fist and realize what bad fighting looks like, so then you can go back and watch I Defenders. I literally got to the first, like, four minutes and had to turn it off. Of I, didn't even, I didn't even get in 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't. The acting is terrible. Yeah, so I'll post a link to that Forbes article. It does have details in there about, like, Colleen's character that I do think is important. Going into Defenders, it will explain some scenes. There are still some scenes I'm watching where I'm like, oh, this is leading to... This is referring to something I don't either didn't watch or don't remember. I even remember, like, I totally forgot the Matt Foggy dynamic by the end of Daredevil Season 2. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot about all all that stuff. Um, It's like, oh, they're not in a law firm together anymore. No. Totally forgot. That's the thing I was asking you about. Like, did you watch Daredevil? You've watched it more recently than me. Have you finished it? So that's Defenders. Yeah. It's a good time. I'm not saying it ain't. A little slow to get going, but it's not a bad time until no. you get to where it really ramps up. Um, you can uh, definitely watch it and let us know what you thought. Yeah, absolutely. At all our socials, which we rattled off at the top, Twitter at GeekDownPod. Email us if you have many thoughts, GeekDownPod at gmail.com or via our Facebook group. www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod and then of course you can always send us some kind of meme on instagram <laughs> tag us tag us in your memes on instagram friends we love a good meme at geek down pod yes i'll try to put up something up there it's not just going to be selfies of us because caitlin doesn't like being photographed so no it's true um <laughs> it's probably because i know photographs uh steal your soul every time that they are taken <laughs> taking um, fragments of her life away from her yes and if you guys would like to support the show Please do. We would love you to do that. Um, we really appreciate all the supporters we have at the moment and would love you to join them. Um, be part of the fold. Part of the Geek Down family. Yeah. You can become a Geeky D. If you want to give us a little fiduciary fist bump. You can do that at our Patreon, which is at Geek Down Pod. Wait, it's at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Find out all the information about the show, the secret origins of it, why we're doing this, why we think it's interesting, and how you can support us, the many tiers we offer, and the rewards for said... Support? Yes. As For as low as $5, you can get access to things like the patron feed, which has little essays and extras and previews, and the... Most notably, the Geek Down playlist. Oh, yeah. Went up last Friday, celebration of hip-hop's 44th birthday. And go back and listen to songs that I, as a young lad growing up, loved in my hip-hop. Fat Boys, yo. <laughs> Fat Boys were the jam. Much of it does not hold up. Oh, dear. But any song that featured the human beatbox. It's got to be good. I just want you to picture seven-year-old Jordan... Trying to beatbox along to the human beatbox. 
It is a funny, a funny image in my mind. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all the ways you can support us and get at us. Kate's got a hard out, so we're going to wrap this up. She's got to move. I she's gotta got move. shit to do. I got stuff. Like I, I got to be a grown up. It's not like she's leaving to go do something fun. Do you nope. like moving? I don't like moving. Nope. I like, I like having moved, but I don't like moving. <laughs> so she's got to go take care of that. So we're going to bust out of here. August Watcharama will continue and conclude yes. next week with the Australian dramedy, I guess. I, yeah. I did start good. watching did start watching a bit of it, just trying to get a jump. Didn't finish the episode because, I don't know, I saw a butterfly. <laughs> um, but Please Like Me is what we will be watching next week, as recommended by Australia's number one Geek Down fan, Kira. So we're going to be watching that. It is on Netflix if you would like to watch it as well and be a part of the conversation with us. That is how you go about that. Man, we'd really... this show would really be screwed if we if netflix went down huh i know what would we do <laughs> literally everything we've watched with the exception of made in abyss yeah oh orphan black has been on netflix anyway please join us for that next week friends thank you for joining us this week as you do my name is jordan ferguson my name is kate mckinnon theme song is by rob gasser and we'll be back here next week to conclude august watcharama here on the geek down podcast see you next week Poor no chat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor no chat with Jordan and Kate. <laughs>